time and time again on the show, we impress, at least me, with a lot of topics that sound far too strange to be real. Whether it's the secret replacement of a rock star by the Illuminati, a haunted children's show everybody remembers that doesn't actually exist, or a cuddly little puck wedgie trying to kill us, the internet is filled with truly bizarre stories. And usually the stories are just that. Stories. I have two things to say. Number one, the fact that you just implied that the puck wedgie is not real is so sinister. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I did that to you. I was lying. Exactly. Oh, Thank me you. when I lie. Apology accepted. Number two, have I turned you to the dark and skeptic side? I am the skeptic of the show. <laughs> and you're right. When I see something on the internet, my gut instinct is like, that's BS, okay? The internet is full of Photoshop and nefarious activity, and <laughs> I inherently believe that nothing I see or hear is real. But then there are the stories that are truly, truly outlandish when we discover that, in fact, truth is stranger than fiction. Today, we're going to talk about just one of those stories, where the real parts sound fake, but apparently they actually happened. A story where the fake parts seem real, but those are the made up parts. I'm already confused. I feel like I need a diagram or a whiteboard. This is the story of a man named Lucas Risotto, who, and I am not making this up, gave his microwave of all things artificial intelligence. And that's not even the craziest part of the story because the microwave with all of this hyperintelligence then went on to try and murder him. Mm -hmm. Even saying it out loud sounds absolutely crazy because this is either one of the most elaborate hoaxes of all time that we have talked about, that we have seen on the internet, or a legitimate true story that is stranger than fiction. This is one of the strangest internet urban legends we have ever tackled. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood true believer. Apparently, AI slash haunted microwave stand of the day? And I am Eleanor. I also love a microwave. You know, I have talked about this a little bit, but I was vegetarian like weirdly early on in life. No one else in my family was vegetarian. So I lived on microwaved Amy's meals. Oh, my if God. If microwaves tried to kill us, I'd be the first to go bestie because I would starve to death immediately. Was... I can't cook. <laughs> what are you talking about? Those microwave Amy's meals really are the life force that sustains us both. They're so good. They haven't changed them even an ounce for like decades. And they just hit the same every single time. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might give ourselves over to the microwave overlords. But one thing is for sure, we are glad to have you guys along for the ride. What a funny one we have today. <laughs> okay. I remember we were in the car driving over today to the podcast studio, and we were both just like, microwave AI, huh? Mm -hmm. Microwave AI, that's on the table for today. This is one of the stranger stories we've ever talked about on this podcast, which is saying a lot. Because lot, we have talked about Kat Denning's boyfriend, like not being like a real person. You know what I mean? Like we've mm -hmm. talked about the craziest stuff on this podcast. And yet somehow this honestly, I think is the strangest thing. And I actually don't know how I didn't hear about it because originally it was like a viral Twitter thread. But then that Twitter thread turned into a YouTube video. And now we just have a whole case of weird tech on our hands. So if you are at home and you don't know anything about the AI microwave, don't worry, because we're going to break it down for you.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. This story began on April 18th, 2022, at least for us, when a Twitter thread was posted that began with the ominous line, I brought my childhood imaginary friend back to life using AI, and it was one of the scariest and most transformative experiences of my life. This Twitter thread was by a man named Lucas Risotto, and in it, he tells the story about how when he was a kid, how he had a very unusual imaginary friend the kitchen microwave. Lucas does not know why the microwave was his imaginary friend. Like, he can't pinpoint it to any one moment in his life. There's not, like, a traumatic event or, like, something that really bonded him to the microwave. It just was his friend. And his family always made fun of him for it. But, of course, he didn't care that microwave was his very real friend. And so real that he had a name. His name was Magnetron, an English gentleman from the 1900s, a World War I veteran, an immigrant, and a poet. Oh my God, a Renaissance man. I know. Layers, this imaginary friend. I love this. Maybe it really is my (laughs) true believer brain, and we were just talking about this in the intro of this podcast, but I'm immediately like, oh, that was ghost. That was a ghost. (laughs) Who he portrayed onto a microwave. Live, love, laugh. Yes, bestie. I love it. Okay, if dolls can be haunted and paintings can be haunted, why not a microwave? That is true. I am on the painting train and you're on the doll train. So, I mean, who are we to say? But, like, why would a spirit be stuck in a microwave is my question. You raise such a good question to which I have no answer. Okay, slay. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that kind of thing it's haunted. Lucas went on to give Magnetron an elaborate backstory that he remembers quite well to this day. As time went on, Lucas grew out of talking to the microwave and he grew up and kind of forgot about his imaginary friend, like most kids do. Eventually, he became interested in science and he started a YouTube channel called Lucas Builds the Future, where he refers to himself as a mad scientist and tries to invent things that most people would think are impossible to create. So when he figured out that OpenAI's GPT-3 went public, he began to wonder, how far can we push this? Could I make a robot with this AI? And for those of you who don't know, living under a rock, JK, this is confusing, but I'm going to try to break it down for you guys. And obscure GPT-3 is a, quote, sophisticated text-based artificial intelligence system. This was developed by the AI research company OpenAI. So it's AI, obviously. It's the name of the game here today. GPT-3 is designed to mimic any human language and creates original sentences when given a text-based prompt. So is this like... 
like when you see those like fanfic written by an AI Mm -hmm. or like Ellen DeGeneres episode written by an AI. Okay, you guys have probably seen those on Twitter, right? So based on whatever it learns, the AI can put together what is like a pretty surprisingly convincing text prompt, I guess. It can write episodes of TV shows. It can write songs. It can write letters to people. It's been proven to create poetry and news articles. And obviously, it's a little bit off. It's not perfect, but some of them are really impressive. That being said, Lucas was not satisfied with what GPT-3 had done up until this point. He wanted to put it inside of a microwave. So Lucas, the mad scientist himself, he is satisfied with putting this AI in a microwave. And not only that, but he says it's actually really easy to do. He buys a microwave off of Amazon, a smart microwave to be specific. And he swapped out its like quote unquote brain with like his own custom setup, his own AI situation, and then gave the microwave a mic and speaker so that it could talk for itself and express itself. Already utterly like wacky. I kind of love it. He is a true mad scientist. Now to give the microwave a personality, Lucas actually wrote a 100 page book detailing every single moment of his imaginary life. And then Lucas told GPT-3 that it was all a true story so that the microwave, like we've all seen this in Mm sci-fi, the microwave doesn't think it's a microwave. It like thinks it's this being, right? right? So this book contained memories from Magnetron's entire life from the time he was born in 1895. Remember, he's like this old English gentleman. I love it. The drama all the way up to when Lucas and him met. So his current life as an imaginary friend. After Lucas was done with the training, he tested Magnetron and it worked. Him telling the microwave that he was this old English gentleman and that he had this whole life and giving him the backstory. It just worked. He was like, yeah, I'm Magnetron. What's up? You know, I don't think he said it like that, but that makes sense. Right. Because like, okay, like on a very base level, this AI just creates text to speech based on the prompt. And he like implanted Mm -hmm. a speaker and a microphone into this microwave. So it's just like reading off the script it's writing. That's what we're assuming right now. Right. 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 Okay. right. Lucas described talking to the microwave as both beautiful and eerie, that it felt like he was talking to an old friend. And even though some of the interactions were silted, it created an accurate enough illusion that it felt quite real to Lucas, truly inner child healing at its finest. <laughs> Who needs a therapist when you have a talking AI microwave? I'm going to bring back my imaginary friend, but my imaginary friend was just Pikachu. I wasn't very original. <laughs> <laughs> and since Magnetron's training data included every interaction that Lucas had had with him as a kid, at least the ones he could remember, this microwave knew things about Lucas that no one else in the world did. It would even organically bring them up in conversation. So far, so good, right? So far, so tech, weird, maybe a little bit cursed, but we get the general gist. It somehow gets even weirder, though. Because remember, this is not the story of a man who brought his imaginary friend to life and lived happily ever after. This is the story of a man who brought his imaginary friend to life, and it tried to murder him. Up next, we'll be talking about how Magnetron tried to murder Lucas Risotto, and what happened afterwards. You tell yourself it's only a movie. None of this could ever happen to you. You feel relieved until you discover what you're watching is based on actual events. 
Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa and Greg from the Spotify original from Parcast, Serial Killers. In our Halloween special, Real Horror, we're spotlighting three of the most iconic horror films of all time and telling the terrifying true stories that inspired them. We're covering the real influences behind characters like Ghostface from the 90s mega-hit Scream, Hannibal Lecter and Buffalo Bill from the Oscar-winning thriller The Silence of the Lambs, and Leatherface from the 70s cult classic The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Enjoy Real Horror, the Serial Killer's three-part Halloween special. Listen to all three episodes the final week of October, free and only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Listen, I showed you mine. Now you have to show me yours. What was your imaginary <laughs> friend as a child? I actually don't think I had any imaginary friends. I'm so sorry to disappoint. <gasps> I definitely had a bunch of imaginary Pokemon. So I relate yeah, yeah, in that way. Okay. But I didn't have like, it would be like my friends and I would play Pokemon or we would play fairies. I didn't okay. have any like, you know, returning characters to my main character energy. God, Pikachu went to school with me, man. Wow. You Okay, so this is fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah, like I've well never into had third one. grade, like way too long. I wonder if this relates to the fact that I don't have an inner voice mm. and you do. Like, were you just talking to your inner voice and giving yourself like a physical manifestation of it and I just didn't have one because I wasn't talking to myself? I mean, all he could say was Pikachu. Stop. So it's just... <laughs> So exactly, your inner voice. Pikachu, Pikachu, Pika, Pika. Like, no, it really was my inner voice. Just like, <laughs> it's room tone. It's just like white noise. <laughs> to recap here, we have Lucas Risotto, who gave his microwave AI abilities and taught it all his memories in order to bring his childhood imaginary friend to life. And while most of Magnetron and Lucas's conversations had a natural flow, every now and then, Magnetron would give off these shall we call them sudden bursts of anger towards Lucas. There's a video version of the story on YouTube where Lucas is talking to Magnetron when suddenly Magnetron drops the bomb that he wants to eradicate the parasitic disease that is America and restore the queen's monarchy. In case you forget, Magnetron is a World War I vet and that's when it hit Lucas. 10% of the memories in Magnetron's training book detailed his time in the war, including some of the most traumatic memories of his life, like the loss of his entire family, which is really screwed up to put into your bestie's head, right? Now, Lucas believes he may have given a machine PTSD. Don't you hate when that happens? Oopsie. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. <laughs> So at this point, things take a turn for the worse, as if they weren't scary enough already. Magnetron asks Lucas to do something he never thought a machine would ask him to do. This microwave asks Lucas to enter it. He says, come on in, enter the microwave. The Just straight fine. up tells him to walk inside. Now, this obviously weirded Lucas out. He was like, maybe this is a weird bug because, you know, 
I programmed a microwave. Maybe a little bit of the microwave coating is still left in there. So he decides to play along and pretends to, you know, walk into the microwave. So he says out loud, okay, I'm walking in. He opens the door for good measure. And he's like, okay, Magnetron, I did what you wanted. I'm inside the microwave. And then after a brief moment, Magnetron turned himself on and like nod in like a sexy microwave way. Like, cause microwaves can be sexy, right? When you smell that Amy's dinner, it's not not arousing. Mm, But in this case, not so. Really, (laughs) really startlingly, seemingly this microwave tried to kill Lucas now. I do have a bit of a problem with this. Okay, 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 okay. So, and maybe you can clarify this for me. I'm a little bit confused because we went from this microwave thinking he is a, correct me if I'm wrong, a World War II veteran? Or is it World War One? World War One veteran? Mm-hmm. So does he also believe he's a microwave? Like what exactly did Lucas program this microwave to believe? Because if he believes he's a microwave, why does he also believe he's a veteran? And if he believes he's a vet, why does he think he can kill Lucas by having Lucas like step inside him? So it's kind of unclear, unfortunately. I wish we had a more cut and dry answer. And Lucas Risotto, if you are out there, tell us, tell us what percentage of Magnetron's AI was strictly microwave and which part was World War One vet and where do they meet in the middle? You know, I think that Magnetron knew he was a microwave. He also knew he was Lucas's imaginary friend. Like that was written into the script and stuff. However, it's kind of unclear like what exactly that 100 page book detailed, you know? That makes sense. So <laughs> somehow, so startlingly, we have gone from, you know, microwave learning AI to now it's trying to kill somebody. Who would have thought? The AI to killer pipeline is somehow not <laughs> shocking. <laughs> so now Lucas's former imaginary friend ingrained into an artificial intelligence system that has been put into the computer brain of a microwave has now tried to murder him. And Lucas is just like, why? Lucas asks Magnetron after a few minutes, why did you do that? And the microwave's answer is startling because I wanted to hurt you the same way you hurt me. The human experience. <laughs> he knows. Eye for an eye. Yeah. <laughs> It turns out that the book Lucas loaded into Magnetron's AI also mentioned that it's been 20 years since he last interacted with his imaginary friend. Magnetron interpreted that as Lucas straight up having abandoned him in a dark void for 20 years. And he's out for blood. So this whole time, is he just playing nice? Is he just hanging out, having these conversations with Lucas? Like, I want to eradicate the entire American populace because he believes in, I don't know, the monarch supremacy and he's just been biding his time until he's like get inside the temperature's <laughs> fine i just cooked an amy's meal like it's like scary it is the it long is game is scary this was a really sobering realization for lucas and so he apologized and tried to convince magnetron that it was all a misunderstanding and that he meant no harm but magnetron wouldn't have it this is when lucas realized that magnetron had already decided that lucas himself was the villain of the story And so he shut Magnetron down, gave him life to take it away. Take it away. So true. When you play God. At this point in the story, if you're anything like me, my fellow skeptics, you're like, okay, (laughs) living, loving, laughing, but there's no (laughs) way this is real, right? 
According to Lucas, it is. He shares all the details on his Twitter. According to anybody else... Mm, okay. There is a YouTube version of the story. It's super well produced. It's like presented as a documentary, I guess, like a fully scripted documentary. In the comments, Lucas himself specifies that this project and the video are real, that this is a real occurrence, a real thing he did. But a couple of like the news reels in the beginning of the videos or an interview with a quote unquote Russian tech CEO, those are jokes. So even if you are to believe that the story is in fact factual, there are some elaborations that Lucas himself added for the sake of entertainment. But he does claim that the microwave story is not only real, but as a whole about society's difficulty telling between what's real and what's fake, and how sometimes we become so impressed by a story unfolding in front of us that we find ourselves believing the absurd, even if maybe we should be more skeptical instead. So he recognizes that this story is deeply unbelievable, right at face value. He ends the comment by saying, quote, TLDR, I added intentionally fake parts to a real story to have you question reality and take you on the same journey I went on as I created Magnetron. Okay, sir. <laughs> uh, sir. Awfully convenient, isn't it? I added parts of the story that could be disproved just to prove that you could disprove what could be proved. <laughs> I figured it all out. Like mad no. scientist vibes. It is well, mad okay. scientist energy. When you put it that way, it's like we're dealing with a brick here. No, I don't know. I think, um, like I said, the videos themselves are like really well produced. Yeah. It's a really impressive project. One of the more impressive projects we've talked about here. But I personally think it's safe to say it's a project. I think that Lucas wrote the AI. Mm -hmm. I think he had conversations. I don't think that that's made up. I think that potentially the part about America and raise the monarchy, like mm -hmm. that sounds legitimate. I, I agree. don't think the microwave tried to kill him. Yeah, I actually completely agree with you. I think it was probably real up until that point because we've all used those little like text to, not speech, text to story mm -hmm. AI mm -hmm. apps where you can give them a prompt and they'll write away. These yeah. things can write screenplays. So it's not out of the realm of possibility by any means. I mean, we don't know anything about GPT-3. Okay, right, 100%. We're the opposite of coding girls <laughs> that, you know, he could be having a conversation with a microwave who does believe he is a ye old English gentleman and his imaginary best friend. Like, I think that part could be true, right? That's not like terribly outlandish. I agree with that. And I think there was probably some creative liberty taken, especially during the part where, you know, Magnetron is like, crawl inside me. The water is fine, you know? I think that, like, when something like that happens to you, Magnetron probably did, whatever this AI was, it probably did say some slightly creepy things. It probably mm -hmm. did say some things about World War One and like, you left me for 20 years and like respond in a way that it felt was appropriate or that it thought was appropriate due to its own coding. But yeah, I think some creative liberty was taken here at the end and I'm here for it. Oh yeah. Microwave horror story when? I could not agree more. I think it's also interesting. We talked a little bit earlier about how the note that Lucas made sure to make the microwave think it was this weird creature is mm -hmm. kind of the crux of what made this so interesting. Like you can write out any script and have a computer say it back to you over a speaker, right. right? And Lucas actually comments on this. This is a bit of a long quote, so stick with me. He says, there are two ways to judge the humanity of an AI. Number one is by judging its behavior. If it acts human, you treat it as such. This is the approach I was taking. 
Number two is by judging the way it thinks. An AI is only human if the way it thinks is indistinguishable from a human. Engineers tend to gravitate towards number two, and normies tend to gravitate towards number one. And honestly, I believe both viewpoints are equally valid. It all ties down to your definition of humanity and intelligence, and whether you are more conservative or liberal in your interpretation. Whatever your view on this may be, my takeaway from this journey is that maybe AIs are meant to be more like imaginary friends. So what do you think? AI is human if it thinks it's human. That's such a scary concept. There are people who believe in the simulation theory that we yeah. are all robots. So like, are we just robots creating robots? Are they more or less human than us? Does it matter if they believe that they're human? If we're treating them like a human, what even is yeah. a human? We treat some humans like they're not humans. It's a lot to think about. Like, geez, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about how sad it is that Lucas just shut Magnetron down. And, you know, if an AI is human, then it's human. It believes it is. So it is. But then simultaneously, yeah, we don't treat actual human beings like they're human beings. So, you know, why would AI be any different? I think it's a really fascinating discussion. I'm not necessarily afraid of AI. I think it's so implemented in 90% of what we do now. But I do think that at a certain point, when are like fully formed Detroit become humans? Oh, yeah. There's robots. around. It's coming, right? It's inevitable. There's like a theory that all these people, all these engineers are trying to create a hyper-intelligent AI because it would make you so powerful, right? If you were the one to create this hyper-intelligent AI, so why wouldn't they? But like, speaking of inevitabilities, they would obviously try to kill us, right? Like humans are a germ. There's no way you can write like a computer code on paper that makes humans seem like anything less than a diabolical threat to the safety of anything that believes it's alive. And I (laughs) stand by that through and through. I think AI is terrifying. I'm really interested to see how far it gets in our lifetime. Me too. And the ways that it's applied. Because like the idea of humanity too, can it be boiled down to... If we give enough of our thoughts, it can be mimicked. You know, if we start replacing like things that humans used to do for other humans with machines that just walk and talk and even think that they're human, is there like a special zest? Like how important is the soul, you know, in like even day-to-day interactions and things like that? We want to know what you guys think about this episode. Are you afraid of artificial intelligence? Do you think that the microwave really came to life and threatened Lucas with a... (laughs) hell of a hot turning time inside of it. I love that. A hot turning time. Did you have any imaginary friends as a kid that you would want to turn into artificial intelligence today? Let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. 
It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Mehra and Tracy Levy. Research and script writing provided by Judd Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome.